Welcome, it is 9.07. What will we do with interest rates? We'll find out. And Professor Murray Sabrin is going to be with us one hour from now. And he'll give us his take on what's going to happen or what effect it will have. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft is going to be on board with us this morning, not related to any campaign, simply because he's the Missouri Secretary of State. And I want to know what's on his mind. But wait, there's more because... At uh, 10.30 this morning, Lawrence Wilson is going to be with us. He is the political reporter at the Epic Times, and he is in South Carolina. And he's watching for signs that the Democrats uh, might sit out their primary so they can vote in the Republican primary. He's doing the homework. We'll find out from him. That's at 10.30 this morning. In the meantime, uh, we've got uh, Senator Lincoln Huff, State Senator Lincoln Huff. Uh, he's down there in uh, Greene County near Springfield, Springfield. Uh, and he's thinking about maybe running for Missouri Lieutenant Governor this year. I'll be interested to hear what people think of that idea, because there are others whose hats are in the ring. And um, this Middle East thing, where we have to respond uh, to this attack that uh, killed Americans. And we've been waiting for Biden to come up with a decision. He apparently has made one. Uh, I don't disagree that he should not broadcast his response, though I pretty much know what it's going to be. He's going to do pretty much what he's been doing. If you're the president of the United States, you know, instead of uh, right now driving to work, you're in the beast being driven to work. Of course, you don't have to from the White House downstairs. to. The, uh, but anyway, you get the idea. And you have to respond to this attack that killed American servicemen and women. What would you do? What would your course of action be? They have been... You know, we heard, and I could I could play the audio. There is a litany of of uh, Biden uh, and his minions sending out this message. Don't, which apparently nobody has paid any attention to. Now there was confusion. Uh, there was an incoming friendly drone and the bad drone. The bad drone uh, killed several Americans. Uh, the don't message isn't resonating. You have to respond. How would you handle it? What would you do? 874-9390 or 800-529-5572. What exactly would you do? How would you handle this? I, uh, I know what I would do. I know what I would do. Um... I just got a message, Brian, from GaryNolan.com. Please chat with us about something other than Chiefs Swift. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> oh, oh, that was funny. I'm, I'm, it just, uh, that made my day. That made my day. All right. Um, you're president of the United We've been attacked repeatedly. Uh, but this time we have uh, fatalities. Plenty of injured. The message don't apparently isn't enough to stop the bad guys. I don't know why anybody would think that that would work, Brian. Why would you? 
It's, that would be like putting a sign up on the uh, front door of your business <laughs> that says, don't bring any guns in here. Yeah, it's similar to that, isn't it? Isn't it? it? Yeah. Don't rob us. Don't. Just don't. It doesn't do a damn thing. So now we've got to respond. I, uh, I, uh, I, I'm going to hold back my, uh, what I think we should do. I'm just going to sit back and find out what you think we should do. I'll kick this off with Tom. Tom, good morning. What would you, you know, President Tom, what would you do? Well, I think we probably know where all the drones are being manufactured. I'd take all those places out, and then I'd probably send one to where they're shipping them out of and uh, put them on notice and do a total economic no-more-aid blockade. Okay, now, they're trying to contain this uh, brouhaha, and if they go into Iran, if they do what you said... Then Iran officially gets in, and you know they're capable. They only of, know they only know strength from from us, and I, you know, officially getting in. I mean, what are they going to do? How many well, they're developing a nuclear weapon, and and I, I guess know, they well, could I'd take that place out too. You'd, you'd take that place out too. So, uh, any concerns about Iranian uh, extremists that may have snuck across the border here? Oh, yeah, they're probably already here, but, you know, because we're not doing anything about the border, it's totally illegal. I mean, I'm surprised, you know, they're letting all those illegals in here is absolutely ridiculous. But all right, so you, you would go after Iran. You'd, you'd go after Iran. Uh, you'd go after their uh, manufacturing facilities where they make these drones. Uh, you'd yeah, send. I mean, this is going to continue on and on and on. I mean, it's time to put a stop to this nonsense. Okay, and you anyway, don't think that great day. You, you don't think that'll escalate the situation? Well, it might for a week or two, but you know that. But it's time to put a stop to these people and do a total economic economic uh, embargo on them. Okay, uh, and Had any consideration? More, then we gave more money again. Before I let you go, one last question: Your embargo. Any consideration for the residents of the country that will suffer from the embargo? I would think that they would probably, they almost overthrew that government once before. So, I mean, sometimes you have to live with the consequences. All right. Tom, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Tony is Tony is next. Tony, good morning. Uh, it's President morning. Tony. you got to respond. What are you going to do? Well, if I was president before that happened, they had been so damn scared they wouldn't have been able to do it in the first place. That's the thing Trump done. Because they never knew where, I mean, he was a loaded cannon pointed in whatever direction, and they was scared to death of him. Yeah, that the Europeans never happened. The Europeans are a little concerned right now about him uh, being reelected, but that has to do with uh, NATO and army. Well, that's but but well, like right say, now, if you, a, if you have a strong president in there, that would have never happened. October seventh would have never happened. Did we have a strong president with George? Point. Did we have a strong president when George Bush was in the White House on September 11th? That was a little different scenario there. They were, that was a little different deal than this. Uh, I see. All right, so you would do what then? You would attack Iran? I'd make a glass tabletop out of the whole place. Okay. All right, Tony, thank you, sir. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. 
Uh, let's head back down to Springfield and chat with Michael. Michael, what would you do? President Michael has been called. We've had oh, this attack. Well, Gary, the first thing I would do is say, pretty please don't. <laughs> that would work. That was, that's what was missing? <laughs> yeah, that's what was missing, okay? Yeah. But what I would do, I, and this wouldn't start a war, we've got teams that can go in and take people out that are causing problems. Use them. That's what they're paid for. All right. You know who's making these decisions. You know who's doing this and that. Send teams in and take them out. You know, you leave no proof who did it, and it's over. Okay. Michael, thank you, sir. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, let's see. Keith says, if I were president, I would make sure that one of the mullahs had a little Sidewinder missile uh, with his uh, morning tea. I am sort of surprised. I'll come back and tell you what I think. Una momento. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 19 minutes after 9 o'clock. Sen uh, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft is going to be with us in a few minutes. Uh, this has nothing to do with any campaign. I just want to know what's, what's on his mind. He is the Secretary of State for the state of Missouri. Uh, we'll talk to him about the border crisis with Texas. I'm curious about that. Uh, and a few other topics at... Uh, 10.05, uh, Professor Murray Sabrin. Uh, we're going to get some information out uh, on, on interest rates uh, this morning. We'll kick that around with him. Then uh, at 10.30, at 10.30, Epic Times is going to be on board. Their political reporter is running around South Carolina trying to figure out whether or not the Democrats are going to vote in the Republican primary instead of the Democrat primary to influence the outcome of the election. So that all is coming up. We'll find out what he has found out. Uh, there is apparently a decision that has been made. The administration has decided they know how they're going to respond to this attack that has killed uh, several American uh, service people. And I asked you what you would do. Now, I'm going to throw out my idea. And a lot of you will probably do the same thing. You'll throw out my idea. <laughs> but here... Uh, the first thing I would ask is, what in the hell are our people doing over there? Why are we deploying our military over there? What, what national uh, defense strategy is, a, you know, is applicable to this uh, decision to put them over there? If I can't come up with one, if I don't see a, a direct reason to have them in harm's way, my response would be, to get them the hell out of there. They shouldn't have been there in the first place. If, on the other hand, I can conclusively be convinced that it definitely relates to our national security, I would go to Congress, ask for a declaration of war. And then I would go mow Iran uh, and, and turn it into a, a, a glass a desert. But if there's no declaration of war... And there is no national security issue. I'd be bringing them home. Because if, if I attack this country, if I go into Iran without congressional support, without Congress declaring war, I'm in violation of the Constitution. Number two, the moment we go in there, that war escalates. The whole Middle East starts to fall apart. Don't think I want to be responsible for that. 
So that's my answer. Look it over. Find out if there's a national security interest. If there truly is, then declare war on the people who attacked. If that can't be made, if that case can't be made, I'm packing these guys and gals up and getting them the hell out of harm's way. All right, let me see what uh, what I get from uh, from you. Dakota says, change the topography of Iran. Send uh, uh, and and send a message to any proxy supporter uh, that they are next in retaliation. Uh, they are going to be extinct. Okay, Kevin says, my course of action after checking my watch would be to leave the area, <laughs> leave the area, and drill our own oil. Like everyone perceive uh, me as weak. Better to be weak than responsible for more dead youth. Uh, Brandon says these people are trying to start World War III. Get the troops out. No more casualties. Uh, let's go to the phones. Greg. Hello there, Gary. President Greg, what are we going to do? Well, I believe I would sneak in one of our drones going back that direction and take out the eye of toilet. Okay, so you would attack Iran. That will escalate the war. Yeah, it might. But uh, if you take out the, you know, cut the snake's head off, you know, uh, the, <laughs> so I don't it'll, know. It'll be just it's like tough. Afghanistan and Iraq. We'll just go right in there and clean it up? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's it, a toss-up. You know, what do you do? Uh, I know Trump wouldn't have, wouldn't have uh, gotten us into this situation at all, and uh, it would have been a lot different if he was still in there, which right. he should have been. All right. Hey, Greg, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. David, good morning. How are you? Good morning. First thing I want you to know, I'm absolutely beautiful out here where I live in the middle of nowhere. I got my dog. It's a little frost on the ground. My dog is digging in a mud puddle. It's just beautiful <laughs> out here. First uh, thing I do is I would... Uh, I would, I would convene Congress at a certain time. Then I'd send old Blinky. Is that his name, Secretary of State? Blinken? U.S. Blinky. Blinky. I'd send him to Iran and have him set in the embassy. And then the next thing I'd do, I would send, uh, I would go to Congress, then I would send Blinky to the Iran, to the president, and I would say, right now you can say goodbye to your Navy, because they don't exist no more. Now, remember December 7th, 1941. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. And... Did he hang up? David, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. here. Yeah. Any, uh, can you tell me what uh, our national security interest is in having our military there? Um, as far as I'm concerned, I'm just, uh, uh, I'm nobody out here watching my dog get muddy. Uh, um, I think we just need to be the heck out of there altogether. We, we have no business being over there. That war's been going on for 5,000 years. It's probably going to go on for another 5,000 years. That's what I, I was looking for. Home. That's yeah. the answer I'm looking for. All right, David, yeah, thank you. Come home. You're welcome. I'm have glad to have you in the community. <laughs> he went through that whole thing about yeah, sending Blinken over there, and, <laughs> and then he turned around and said, well, no, we don't belong over there. And he's right. We don't. Tell me what the national security interest is. Anybody out there, I got, what do I have, Brian, four minutes? You have four minutes, yep. You got four minutes. Give me a call. What is our national security interest? Why should we have our troops stationed over there? What does that have to do with our national security? 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. Uh, people that are on that track with answer for that question, I will uh, put you to the front of the line. 
John says, uh, get everyone and everything out of these overseas poop holes. Yeah, you know, he didn't say poop, Brian. He, he, he used, oh, he used word. the word, huh? Uh, yeah. Something that rhymes with spit. <laughs> uh, and uh, put everything in bases on our borders. Lots of problems solved. See, I, I don't see any reason. I, I don't know what the national security interest is. I, I've heard uh, one excuse that doesn't hold water, but I, I don't know why we should have our troops in Jordan or anywhere else. I don't know what the national security interest is. Does, does Mel have an answer? Is that I'm, I know he's on the right, let me, let me try. topic. Yeah. Mel, good morning. Good morning, Gary. Well, uh, my answer is no, we do not belong over there. Uh, the Middle East should be handling their own problems. And I think I know what uh, the president's response is going to be. Same as he did last time. He will release a few more billion because the uh, Mullahs are surely having to go out and shop for some more drones and missiles for the duties. <laughs> I think he's going to do exactly what he did before. Well, time will tell, uh, and that is to go uh, lob a few bombs. Uh, but I don't think yeah. he's going to do anything and, drastic. And hit a few places that don't really mean anything to anybody except a few people that might get taken out. So, yeah, he's but no, we, we, the Middle East is going to be like before. It's been happening since time immemorial, and it's going to keep happening. And they should be handling it themselves. I agree. Mel, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. He's between a rock and a hard place. The real response to us being attacked is to go back and hit the people who organized the attacker, the attack. But you can't go back and hit them. That's Iran because it escalates the war and the whole Middle East falls apart. Well, his hands are tied and they're tied by him. And frankly, every previous administration that left the U.S. military in this most vulnerable position. With just a minute left, I get Roy on, and then uh, we uh, we wait for Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. Roy, good morning. Good morning. I'll be quick. Get out, okay? And then if you want to do something military, demand that the Congress endorse the war before, before you move. That will change so many things in this country. You mean you want us to actually declare war before we send men and women actually into harm's way? Actually declare war before any American life is lost. Wow. That's Put insane. Put them through the process. That's insane, Roy. We I haven't done that, that since yeah. World War II. Uh-huh. All right, buddy. I agree with you. Take care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, declare war. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go to Congress. Bill, I agree with you there. Uh, we shouldn't be there in the first place. Should worry about our borders first. Keith, I'm flabbergasted by all these people calling for war. Did all of you calling for war on Iran support Ukraine? You're not conservatives. You're war hawks. Uh, they're neocons. It, there's a reason for that, uh, for that belief system. And that is because we've been hurt. We've had our nose bloodied. And we want to reach out and bloody somebody's nose back. It's not that they're really, you know, war hawks. It's just that they don't want to see Americans getting hurt and no retaliation. I understand their, their thinking. The border with Texas and the governor and the president and that whole conflagration. We'll talk about it next with the secretary of state. 
This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is uh, 9.35. Glad to have you with us. Uh, we will chat with uh, Professor Murray Sabrin about the economy. There's uh, some news coming out on the interest, and we'll find out what the feds are going to do. Uh, then we have uh, the uh, Epic Times. Uh, their political reporters roaming around South what is, is roaming around South Carolina, uh, trying to find out whether or not Democrats are thinking of voting in the primary to perhaps alter the outcome and at the same time not vote for their Democrat. Uh, uh, it's it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to find out what he found out. In the meantime, uh, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft is with us. Mr. Secretary, welcome. Glad to have you on board. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Isn't it nice to have the sun out? You know, I'm so bright my mother called me sun. So I, it's, <laughs> what, 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 Oh, that was terrible. You're laughing at me now. You're starting to sound like my producer. Because uh, he, he does the same sort of thing. When I point out that my chiseled, handsome, good looks are, uh, you know, just women just melt at my feet. Uh, he normally starts choking. <laughs> I don't know why. All right, listen, let's move on because we got some serious talk here. I am curious. Um, uh, I'm going to start out of state with what's going on in Texas. Uh, the uh, the president got the Supreme Court to say to Governor Abbott, "You can't have that. Uh, you can't have that uh, barbed wire and and all those border." Uh, uh, protection things up and governor Abbott is saying <laughs> stop me <laughs> well it's 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 not that's the way it's been re being reported um but what really happened was there was a stay of a lower court telling the united states government they couldn't cut the barbed wire if they believed they needed access for some reason uh, all the United States Supreme Court did was get rid of that stay, which gave the federal government the authority to cut that uh, concertina wire, to cut through that razor wire, uh, if they felt that it was necessary to do so. It was not before the United States Supreme Court whether or not it was okay for the state of Texas to put those barriers out there. That was not adjudicated. That was not. It was just whether or not the federal government and border control could c cut through that if they felt they had the need to. So, um, uh, you know, the, the media wants to make it a, a civil war type conspiracy. That's not what's happening. So far, both sides are following what the United States Supreme Court have, has held. Although I will say this, Texas is defending their right to the Constitution to defend themselves, and the federal government is not following the Constitution. What is the uh, dispute over the land? Did the federal government... Um use some kind of eminent domain or something to take that land from the state of Texas? Or um, was it always uh, the, the the purview of the federal government, that, that well, area of the border? What it always has boiled down to is the federal government has said, we are the only lawful authority to enforce immigration laws. And when it comes to immigration, our authority preempts any other state 
state or any other authority from being involved. And uh, what the state of Texas is rightfully saying is that only applies if you're following the law. Um, you are not following the law. You are not following what's been enacted uh, according to the Constitution by the U.S. Congress. And you have a constitutional duty to protect states from invasion. If you're not doing that, the states have the right to protect themselves in the Constitution. And that's what Texas is doing. Texas is protecting its people, and the federal government is not following the law. Have the federal courts heard that argument yet? Uh, that's still working its way through the system. Uh, I would expect it will make its way to the Supreme Court, but it will probably take a while. There were some precursor cases to that uh, with, like, the Remain in Mexico and some other uh, cases involving whether or not uh, local, say, state police could affect, uh, sorry, could arrest individuals for immigration law violations or whether or not that was just up to INS and the federal government. Uh, what's really changed, though, since then, those were all predicated on statute. Uh, since those court cases came down, Governor Abbott has declared, as is right under the Constitution, has declared an invasion and invoked the requirement in the U.S. Constitution that the federal government protect states from invasion. So I think that changes the entire outlook of these cases when the state can say, look, they're not doing their job that they're required to do through the Constitution. Therefore, we can now do that. And this question has has not been fully adjudicated. Uh, let's move things just a little bit closer to home. Uh, Representative Cori Bush is in trouble. Uh, she's got a strong pro primary challenge. And uh, I'm just curious, is it better for the state of Missouri, <laughs> in fact, for the whole country, if Cori Bush, an exceedingly radical leftist, is replaced by a radical leftist that's not quite as extreme? Um, Politically, you know, she's good for the Republicans. She's a good foil for Republicans. She's good for Republicans to hold up and say, we're not like that, and to attack other Democrats and say, you support that. Um, but I think it's better for our country to have people of honesty and integrity, which please don't laugh when I say people <laughs> of honesty and integrity in office, that will follow the law. I'm that's sorry. what we all deserve, and that's what we should all require of candidates for public office. <laughs> I'm sorry. You asked me not to chuckle, but... Oh uh, Lord! All right, let me let me move on. Uh, you're here now. Are you going up to the uh, to Washington D.C. next week? Yes, I will be at the United States Supreme Court on February eighth. Uh, that is when the Supreme Court is hearing the Colorado case that threw Donald Trump off the ballot. I think they will also uh, address what happened in Maine with the Secretary of State uh, throwing Donald Trump off the ballot. I believe it's vitally important that the court get involved and lay down a decree that that is not the way we do things in the United States. We do not let unelected bureaucrats throw people off the ballot based on allegations. Um, there is due process that is required uh, because if they don't, I don't know where it ends and it will tear our country apart. Uh, let me uh, let me get into this, uh, you know, changing uh, the way we. Uh, nominate uh, candidates uh, at the federal level. Are you getting a lot of people confused calling the Secretary of State's office to figure out what they're supposed to do uh, when, you know, they're all used to, you know, just voting in a primary? You know, we're getting some. Uh, I don't think we're getting enough. 
Uh, we have started putting out videos on social media to make sure people are aware of what's happening, that the Democrats are using a mail-in election, that the Republicans are having a caucus on March 2nd, and that the Libertarian Party is doing a state convention. We're rolling out videos every week. I think we're doing three a week to try to educate people about the process, that we're not having a presidential primary. But I do wish we had more people calling because the lack of calls makes me concerned that people don't know about the change. Where would someone go to, to view those uh, videos? Uh, they can go to the Secretary of State's website. They, uh, they can go to YouTube. Uh, they can. We have actually have a page on our website that's specifically about uh, the changes to the nominating of uh, the nominees for president that has specific information about the parties. Anybody with questions, call our office. A live person will help you. And is there a voter ID requirement? Um, the Republican Party has said that they will require individuals to have a government-issued photo ID for the March 2nd caucus. We have not been told by the Democrats that they will require that for their mail-in election, but it's up to the parties whether or not they make that requirement. Since I have no authority over this, it's been removed from my office, I can only push out the information the parties give me. Uh, last question, because I'm running out of time. Uh, there was a kerfuffle about funding for Eric and dropping Eric uh, with the auditor. I chatted with the auditor on Monday. Uh, they are, the, the implication is that you need to come up with an alternative to Eric. Uh, is, that, is that right? And do you have it? Uh, we don't have to come up with an alternative to Eric. That's a decision of the Secretary of State's office. We are cleaning voter rolls. We are uh, getting death records. We are getting national change of address. Uh, Missouri is continuing to lead this country in how we clean our election rolls, how we run our elections. And I would just point anyone with questions to Director of Revenue v. State Auditor from uh, 1974. Supreme Court case. <laughs> All right. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, thank you, sir, for coming on board with us this morning. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. All right. 874-9390, toll free, 800-529-5572. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Some of the strangest places uh, were, well, it scares me if they do it. I'll, I'll explain in just a moment on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. Hey, it's 10 to 10. Glad to have you with us. Uh, coming up in uh, just a few minutes, Professor Murray Sabrin is going to be with us. Uh, we're going to get some information on interest rates. Which way does, uh, you know, what? which way and what will happen? Uh, we'll pick his brain about that. Uh, the Epic Times will be with us about 1030. Uh, they are scouring the state of South Carolina trying to figure out whether or not the Democrats are going to, instead of voting in their primary, vote in the Republican primary to affect the outcome of it. We will find out what they have uncovered. DEI, which hopefully is, is dying. The stupidity of it never ceased to amaze me. Uh, and then uh, I start thinking... Would somebody who believes DEI should be the way of the world, would they, if they were, for instance, being operated on for a heart problem or brain aneurysm, would they want their surgeon to be their surgeon because of DEI or because of meritocracy? Because they're very good at what they do, 
or because of the color of their skin. When I look at it at that, when I ask that question of myself, I think I want the very best. I don't care if I have to, you know, fly to New York, if I can arrange to have the very best surgeon for something as important as that, that's what I'm going to try and do. And if I find out that my surgeon has been hired because they were looking for diversity in the workplace, I'm thinking I don't want that person to perform the surgery. In fact, even if I don't find out if they are a member of a minority, I'm going to be suspicious. Even without proof, I'm going to be suspicious. Is this brain surgeon? Is this heart surgeon? Is this doctor really, really the, you know, qualified and as good as they could get? Or is he mediocre or less, but he's the right ethnic background? Now, I don't care... If in the private marketplace, Mark Cuban wants to hire somebody based on the color of their skin or their national origin or their sexual orientation, I don't. I don't care. Do that if that's what you want. It's the private marketplace. But if the government is involved, that's when I get upset. That's understandably the wrong move. The government needs to hire the best person for the job at all times. But the point of this monologue is that DEI hurts everybody. It hurts the, the, the professional who may or may not have been hired because of their race because they don't know if they've been hired because of their race. It, hire, it, it harms the client slash customer. Because they don't know if they're in good hands or if they're in hands that are the right color. The only people it placates are race baiters and idiots. I don't think anybody in their right mind would you would you fly on a plane? Do you know what, Brian? Can we? I know this is a short notice, but the uh, the Babylon Bee did a piece about uh, the pilot being hired on DEI I don't know if we can grab that audio or not but would you fly in a plane because the pilot was hired based on their race I wouldn't and I would be suspicious once again and what this does to those uh, members of the minority community who have worked hard worked smart applied themselves and done really well is it undermines them it undermines them because they don't know why they're there for sure. They may think it's because of their skills, but they don't know. There are lots of professions. I just, I mean, I, you want to hire a cashier that way, I, that's fine. I'll just count my change and make sure it's right. But if you want to succeed in business, and I don't care what your business is, you try to hire the people that will make you the most successful. And that isn't based on the color of their skin, their sexual orientation, or anything else. 
And any leftist out there that buys into that Bravo Sierra is an idiot. 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. By the way, I bring this up uh, because uh, Howie Carr wrote a piece about the FBI. Uh, the FBI doesn't appear to be getting experienced, mature candidates uh, such as uh, the former cop, former military person, the professional career person, the lawyer, accountant, or engineer. Sound familiar? U.S. Army has the same problem. The brass can't seem to recruit anybody who can do a push-up. Who in their right mind wants to risk their life by joining an organization run by entitled shiftless incompetence who despise them? He goes on to say the FBI is now a joke among other law enforcement agencies because of its apparent investigative failures, political targeting of certain individuals and groups, and woke adoption. The FBI is considering hiring candidates not accepted by other law enforcement agencies. That's my point. So if somebody is a member of a minority and they get hired, they don't know if it's because they're good at what they do, if all the time they spent applying themselves to be the best they can be got them the job, or if it's, hey, you're, you know, your ethnic background is, is good. Your sexual orientation, that fits. <sighs> Interest rates going up, coming down. What's the implication? What does Murray Sabrin think, professor of economics? Well, we're going to find out. He's going to be on board with us at about 5 after 10. And then what's going on in South Carolina? Are Democrats foregoing their own primary to vote in the Republican primary to kind of muddy the waters? Well, we've got a reporter down there that's looking into it, and they will be on board. That reporter is from the Epic Times, going to be on board with us at uh, 1035. David in Perry, Missouri. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Gary. I'll tell you what, uh, DEI, I thought said for delusional educated idiots, but uh, on, on this topic, you know, Dr. Carol Swain, she put it quite right on everything she says about this stuff. You know, uh, affirmative action was a, quote, the first DEI thing, and all it's done is polluted everything that it's affected. Uh, when it comes to hiring people, always go for the best qualified, not for who you uh or affiliated with what the color of your skin is, is and what you're qualified. If a person is black and does a better job score than I do, then so be it. But because of uh, uh, their race or anything else, that is a just blatant, you know, just crazy how this has been done. And this has been done since the uh, mid-60s. Yep, it's insane, it and it needs to end. It is just, it's just foolish. And for businesses, it's cutting their own throats. David, I got to run, buddy. I appreciate the call. I think you're dead nuts on. Uh, Professor Marie Sabrin is next on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show. 